All right, if you got a Bible, uh, pull out your Bible. Um, go with me to the book of John. We're going to go to chapter uh, 15 uh, today. I have uh, some help today. You can see on the screen, it's going to be good. If you're taking notes, uh, you can title this Moving On. Matt, can I give this to you? Thanks, bud. Moving on. Um, So years ago, when I got saved, I met a girl at the church that I was attending and really fell for her pretty hard. And she was my first girlfriend um, saved girlfriend, let's put it that way, like a saved, sanctified, actually loved Jesus uh, girlfriend, and I was super excited about the relationship, and um, got to know her, got to know her family, her family was awesome, her dad was awesome, her dad uh, was one of the top lawyers in our city and in our region, um, I remember I got three uh, traffic tickets in two months, okay, three uh, speeding tickets in three months, and the rule was in the state of Illinois that if you got three tickets in one year that you would lose your license, and so I got three tickets, and I'm freaking out, and so um, ended up having a court date, and sure enough, uh, Pete comes with me to the court date, and uh, he kind of goes into a side room with the judges, and uh, comes back out and goes, um, they're all off your record. You owe 100 bucks. I'll see you at, see you at the house later tonight. And I was like, Pete, I'm in love with you. I, I thought I loved your daughter, but I'm really in love with you, Pete, you know. And Pete was just an awesome, awesome guy. Um, he had season tickets to the White Sox and the Chicago Bears. And I thought, Lord, you uh, truly, truly bless me this time, you know. And so <clears throat> we dated uh, for a couple years. And and there just came a point in time when I started to think about the future. And any time I thought about the future with her, I really couldn't find any peace. Um, I call it the red light, okay? And uh, I can assure you that any moment in your life that you don't feel peace about moving forward in something, that is God trying to direct your heart to tell you, this is not the direction that I have in store for you. And so I had dated, you know, her for a couple years. And um, I mean, you know, that's tough. You know, you've become best friends. You spend time together all the time. You're at, you know, that house. You know the family. You're intimately connected. And, um, but I knew that this isn't what the Lord wanted for me. And so I knew that I was going to have to uh, break up. Uh, with this individual. How many of you have ever broken up with somebody before? Raise your hand. Okay, raise your hand. Yeah? Tough? Hard? Yeah? Yeah? So I, I'm that whole day that I know that I'm going to break up with this individual, I know I'm going to do it at, um, at Cross Current. That was our youth group on Wednesday night. Okay? We had this room called the Red Room, and it's like where people went to pray afterwards or really kind of went to like I don't know, pseudo hookup or, you know what I mean, like the beginning stages of like talking with somebody in the red room, you would look like you were super spiritual and like praying, but you know, you're just like trying to hit on somebody to be honest, you know what I mean? So I like, I'm going to take her to the red room afterwards and I'm going to break up with her. But I had these moments in the car as I was driving 
where I realized, you know, I'm probably never going to see her again. And then I had a bigger thought. I thought, I'm never going to see Pete again. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, I'm, I'm devastated about her, but I mean, I'm really devastated about Pete. But I had that moment where I realized by breaking up, I'm saying goodbye. And I'm saying that my life is moving forward, and you're not a part of it. I'm moving on. And that's really what God has been speaking to me about in 2018. That for me personally, I believe for the church, and I also believe for us collectively, that we're moving on, and we're moving on into new seasons, new realms that God has in store for your life, for your future, for business, maybe your job, your kids. It's time to move forward in this. But I realize closing out 2017 that parts of me, parts of Jeff that were alive and well in 2017 couldn't cross over into 2018. Does that make sense? When I broke up with this individual, I was saying, no longer, we no longer go forward together. You go that direction and I go this direction. And as I'm moving into this new season, you aren't coming with me. But I can assure you that God only has blessing and favor as we go forward. But I knew that going into 2018 that there was some actions, some attitudes, some belief systems, perspectives, some words that I could not cross over into 2018 with. I had to leave those attitudes, actions, belief systems in 2017 so that I could experience all that God had for me in 2018. It's kind of like the children of Israel, okay? God brings the children of Israel out. He brings them out of slavery. Why does he bring them into the wilderness, though? Because they've been slaves for 400 years, okay? And because they've been slaves, they do what? They act like slaves. They think like slaves. You know, think about it this way. Uh, they acted like acted like slaves. You know, there's a delay with Moses when he goes up the mountain. And what happens? Uh, because they were slaves and they always had a master, because their master now was up the mountain, there was a delay. They did what? They took all the gold and they melted it down and they created a new master to follow. Okay? They acted like slaves. Uh, they had attitudes like slaves. I mean, remember when, you know, God has brought them out and all of a sudden they're like, we were better off in Egypt. You know, we should just go back to Egypt. Okay? They had, uh, they had belief systems like slaves. They had a hard time trusting God. They had perspectives like slaves. They sent the spies in to check out the new land that God had promised, the new promised land for them. And what happened? Their attitudes change, and all of a sudden they see themselves as what? As grasshoppers. Their words were like slaves, okay? Complaining about, God, why have you given us manna day after day after day? Can't we get some meat? Not even remembering that God had brought them out, and they weren't slaves anymore. Listen, I promise you, promise you, that sometimes as we're moving in this journey, in this relationship with God, to go into new seasons of victory in life, that all that God has for us, there's some things about us that has to change. I promise you. And those things aren't 
to hurt you. They're not to harm you, but to bring blessing and favor to your life. But we have to deal with those things. Go with me to John chapter 15, okay? John chapter 15. And we're going to look at verse 1 through verse 12, okay? Jesus says this. He says, I'm the true grapevine. My father, he's a gardener, verse 2. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. He prunes the branches that do not bear fruit so that they will produce even more. Look at your neighbor and say more. Say more, okay? Say more, okay? The amplified, amplified version says this. He repeatedly prunes. He repeatedly prunes, verse 3, okay? You've already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you, verse 4. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For every branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be faithful unless you remain in me. This is a key verse. This is a promise from God. You cannot be faithful to the things of God unless you remain in me. Verse 5, yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like useless branches and withers away. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. Verse 7. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be guaranteed. The Amplified Version says this. It says this. This is if you are united in my message and the message lives in your heart. I love how it says it that way. Being remaining in him means if you are united in Christ and his message remains in your heart, you may ask for anything you wish. Verse 8, when, I love this, it says when, not if, but when you produce much fruit, you are true disciples. So Jesus is saying followers of him are not people that if they get to it, or if it happens, or if somehow, you know, it magically comes together. No, it says, when this happens, you are my true disciples. Verse 9, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. Verse 10, again, when, this word when, you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obeyed the Father's commandments and remained in his love. I have told you these things so that you may be filled with joy. Yes, your joy would overflow. Verse 12, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. So let's learn some stuff from this passage. Point number one today is this, I am. Jesus starts this whole entire proclamation with what? I am. What's he saying? He's saying, I am the source of life. I am the source of your joy. I am the source of your peace. I am the source of your rest. I am the source of your wisdom. I am the source of your understanding. He's saying, I am. John chapter 6, verse 35, Jesus replied to him. He said this, I am the bread of life. Why does he say bread? Because we Look at bread. How many of you love a good loaf of hot bread? Okay, can we just get an amen for just hot bread today, okay? Listen, I already have it in my mind today. 
<coughs> that I want to go to Longhorn Steakhouse today. And I don't care if I eat nothing from there other than the hot, piping hot bread that they bring to me, okay? It's just fantastic, and you lather it with butter, and, oh, I just could be fat and happy all day with that bread, okay? But Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. He's referring to bread because bread nourishes our body. He's saying, listen, I'm the one who nourishes you. I'm the one who sustains you. I'm the one that gives you confidence and hope. I'm the one that gives you joy and peace. I am. I am this. I am your salvation. I am your grace. I am your strength. I'm your peace. I am your real ultimate joy. It's amazing. Day after Christmas, I have to take back some stuff to the store at the mall And I'm thinking like, man, the mall is just going to kind of be empty and I'll be able to get in and I'll be able to get out. And I get to the mall and I cannot find a place to park. This place is jam-packed. I walk into the mall and I'm like, oh, Jesus, give me strength right now. You know what I mean? I go into the store to return these pair of pants and the line is literally out the door, out the door. And I'm thinking, these poor people. Day after Christmas, still trying to find what satisfies their soul, still trying to find what really matters. And Jesus is saying, I am. I am the source of everything. I am the source of your future. I am the source of your family and your job and your children. I am the source of your life. And if you don't see that from the very beginning, then you're not going to understand everything else that I'm talking about. And you got to understand this. And you got to set 2018 with this idea that I am not in control. It's not my life. My life is to worship the Lord. My life is to bring glory and honor to him. My life is to honor him. And so you are I am. And so I look to you, I am. You are my I am and everything, God. Goes on to say, the ones who believe in me, a savior, will never be thirsty. Never be thirsty. (laughs) Oh, my gosh go on a tangent with that. Point number two is this. He prunes. He prunes. Uh, any of you ever seen these before? A pair of pruning shears. Um, they're pretty wicked. Okay, let's just be honest, okay? Uh, I, I see these things, um, and I'm kind of intimidated, to be honest. Uh, we had a bunch of, you know, stuff that needed to be pruned this year, and so who did I call? Josh Price, because he's a man. And, you know, even my son, Michael, uh, said to me the other day, he said, Dad, you want to know who the manliest man in our church is? And I was like, who? He goes, absolutely, Josh Price. Absolutely. He's just like the man of man. You know, I was like, yeah, you're probably right. And so Josh came over and you know, he has, you know, little pruning shears, and he has big pruning shears, and, you know, these are some pretty big branches, and I'm thinking, you know, like, this isn't going to cut anything, and, you know, Josh, you know, gets a pruning shear on it, and he whacks the branch off, and I'm like, all right, I'm mistaken, you know, and so when I look at these pruning shears, I'm like, man, you could take a finger off pretty easy, an ear off pretty easy, you know, you could probably lop off a piece of flesh pretty quick with something like this, guy, you know, and so, I know, it's it's kind of scary. So the reality is this. Jesus says what? He prunes. He cuts things off. I don't know if you're like this, 
But when I hear that, I'm kind of like, you know, is there some other verses that we can read, Jesus, you know? Some other verses we can talk about grace and mercy and love. Like, can we talk about victory and life and strength? And Jesus goes, no, I want to talk about pruning. I want to talk about cutting some stuff off. You know, God decided uh, to end my year with some pruning. (laughs) Going into the holiday season, you're thinking, oh, man, you know, it's going to be great. We're going to have some great Christmas services, and Christmas Eve is coming, and, you know, I'm going to have a great Christmas season. It's just going to be a wonderful season of joy and peace and laughter, and and then all of a sudden you get into it, and the Lord's like, you thought it was that, and I had some different thoughts. You know, back in November and December, and I alluded to this a while back in a couple messages, we had an opportunity uh, to get a new space for the church. And um, in my perspective, it looked perfect. I mean, Ryan's nodding his head. Perfect parking, perfect building. I remember I walked into this building, and, I mean, there was like a foyer already there, and there was rooms for kids already built and offices already established and a room for a sanctuary. And I just walked in, and I thought, this is incredible. And and then they told me the price, and the price was just insane. And I just thought, man, this is amazing. This has to be God's plan. This has to be God's will. And, and so we got into negotiations. And uh, about four weeks later, we found out that they turned us down. And it was really, really rough to get denied. And then all of a sudden, a few days later, they came back. And they were like, no, we're sorry. We want to make a deal again. And so we went back through the whole process just to be denied again. And, and I'll be honest, like, you can talk to Matt and Jess. I mean, I was a ball of anger. I mean, I, I mean I, Ryan heard me one day on the phone. I mean, literally, I told Ryan I wanted to find people and burn their houses down. And I mean, just, I, I just, I mean, I, 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 had, I promise you, I promise you, okay? Somehow, I had crossed back into a season that was once an old part of me. It was a part of me before I got saved. I mean, if you cross me, I'm a boy from Chicago. I'm like, you're never going to cross me again. And I'm going to make sure you and your family, your cousins, your aunts, and your uncles, and everybody that associates with you knows you do not cross me. And all of a sudden, this came out. And I'm like, what in the world? Remember one day I was talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, why am I so angry? Why am I so frustrated? And the Lord said, you didn't want to walk in faith again. See, it took a lot of faith to start this church. It took a lot of faith for me and my family. It's always faith. 100% of the time. I don't know. Bill Johnson talks about it. He says, you got to learn to be comfortable living in faith all the time. Oh, I'm still learning, okay? I'm still on the journey. It's not easy to perpetually live in faith. And I looked at this space and I thought, this doesn't take faith. It just allows me to move and and it's going to be super easy. And the Lord said, I established this church on faith. It will only sustain by faith. And you will have to walk in faith with me. See, I was angry 
Because really at the root and the core of me, I didn't want to walk in faith. I just wanted things to be easy. In that same period of time that I'm angry about this situation, Michael ends up having this basketball game, and you're like, oh, Lord, where are we going with this? And Michael has this game, and, and, and we play this team, and they come with some freshman kids, and they tell us the freshman kids aren't going to play, and we're, we're winning the game, and Michael's having a great game, and in about four minutes left in the game, they put the freshman kids in, and the freshman kids come in, and they end up beating us and winning the game. And so afterwards, I'm having a um, discussion, let's put it that way, with the guy who runs and manages the league, and <clears throat> he's getting hot, and um, I'm in a season of anger and frustration, and my anger and frustration is on full effect, and there are parents that are looking at, like, who is the psycho in the gym uh, tonight? Are we going to call the police? And all of a sudden, um, <laughs> I told Zach about this, all of a sudden, one of the dads comes up to me and grabs my arm and says, you better chill out. And I told Zach, at that moment, oh, man, if the things that were in my brain came out of that moment, uh, my family wouldn't have a father anymore. You wouldn't have a pastor anymore. I just remembered old days, and I thought, oh, Jesus. And so I literally looked at him, and I said, if you ever touch my arm again, you will not have an arm to touch me ever again. And at that point, I realized I must leave right now. I must leave this situation. And I literally said, Michael, I'll see you in the car. And I walked out to the car. Again, what was God doing? He's pruning. Driving in the car. Angry. I don't know if you ever felt that way before. Angry. It's going, God, what, what is wrong with me? He said, You're just sometimes I love your emotion because I'm passionate. You know this. You're not going to get anything less than that with me. But he said, Sometimes you're just too emotional. You've been too emotional in 2017. You've allowed your emotions to carry you and not me. Hard words to hear from the Lord. John chapter 15, verse 2, the Amplified says this, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit. These are branches that aren't bearing fruit in my life. They're not helping me. They're not helping my family. They're not helping you. They're not helping the kingdom of God. He says he takes them away. Every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer. And I love this, finer fruit. See, the promise is this. I'm going to prune, I'm going to cut, but I promise you more fruit is going to come out of your life. There's a promise with it. It's kind of like, how many of you have seen the Geico commercial with the more, the guy who's lifting weights, and he's like, more Teddy Roosevelt, you know what I mean? And, and he just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and he gets, you know, by the end of the commercial, you're like, wow, that's incredible. <laughs> See, God wanted me to walk in faith. 
You know, John chapter 4, Jesus is at the well with the woman. Remember the story? Jesus at the well, and he sends the disciples away to get food, and the disciples come back, and the disciples are super concerned with Jesus eating. You ever see this in John chapter 4? They come back, and they're like, Jesus, like, you know, you're super tired. You need to eat. And Jesus' response is what? I have food that you don't know about. What is Jesus saying? He's saying, listen, you're so wrapped up in food. You're so wrapped up in your bills. You're so wrapped up in your bank account. You're so wrapped up with these petty things at work. You're so wrapped up by all the cares of this world. And Jesus is trying to get the disciples to see, listen, there's a greater work that's happening right now. I just revealed myself to this woman. You came in just at the right moment to hear me reveal myself to this woman. And this woman is about to get free and she's going to go find all of her friends and she's going to tell her whole community and her whole community is about to come and they're all going to find salvation too. And not alone that it's just salvation, it's salvation to a people group that you guys judge and hate. See, sometimes the Lord wants me, wants you to walk in faith. See, it was so easy. That building was so easy. There was no faith to be had. And sometimes I get so wrapped up in, God, how are we going to build walls? And how are we going to paint? And how are we going to get these chairs? And how are we going to do this? And how are we going to do this? And, And God's just going, I have it all worked out. I lined out every day of your life. I know how to feed you. I know how to take care of you. I know how to get you where you need to go. Just trust me. See, he wanted to produce finer fruit in my heart, finer fruit. He doesn't want me to be a hothead. He doesn't want me to be crazy emotional. What's he want me to be? He wants me to be cool under pressure, just like Jesus in the garden. Think about Jesus in the garden. I mean, what a chaotic moment. Jesus has so much pressure in him to the point that he's sweating blood. He knows his fate. He knows what's about to happen. People's ears are getting cut off. In the midst of this craziness, Jesus has perfect peace. See, the Lord wants us to be able to have finer fruits. It takes me to point number three is this, remain. This word remain. Okay. It says this in the um, Greek translation about the word remain. It says this, that it's translated to this word called meno. Okay, meno, you can write it out, M-E-N-O, M-E-N-O. And it means this, to stay, to stay, just to stay, to stand. It also means this, profoundly intimate and an enduring relationship. And so I kept seeing this word remain. Anytime you see a word that's repetitive in the Bible, you need to go, okay, God, what are you saying? God, what are you trying to get across to me? And all of a sudden, so I I started counting the words remain from verse 1 to verse 17. How many times did Jesus use this word remain? But really it's this word mino. It means to stay. It means intimacy. It means an enduring relationship. And he says it 10 times in 17 verses. Ten times Jesus says, remain in me 
and I will remain in you. Verse 4, it says this, remain in me and I will remain in you. For every branch cannot produce fruit unless if it's severed from the vine. You cannot be faithful unless you remain in me. So, if I take these pruning shears, okay, and let me do this. I lop off this branch, okay? What's going to happen to this branch? It's going to die. It's not connected to the source anymore. This branch cannot get food anymore. It cannot be sustained. And over time, this branch is going to wither away and die. He says this, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. You know what's interesting about this branch right now? It looks really healthy, doesn't it? Super green, super pretty, full of life, right? You know what's so crazy is this. It's going to die. You know it's going to die. I know it's going to die. But the question is, how long will it take? See, when we're not connected to the source, when we don't remain, when we don't have that intimate with Jesus, when we don't stand with him, when we don't have that connection with him, we're eventually spiritually going to die. But the question is, how long is it going to take? Because this looks super green and vibrant. It's a really slow process. Just like our relationship with Jesus sometimes. All of a sudden, we wake up one day and we're like, I don't know, I'm just more interested in Sports Center. I'm just more interested in this blog. I'm just more interested in watching this Netflix series. Just more interested in what's happening in Facebook. I'm just more interested in all these petty problems at my job. I'm more interested in this drama. I'm just more interested. Why? You're not remaining. Now, here's what's cool. When I'm connected to Jesus, when I'm connected to the source, you know what I love is this. If the source moves, I move when I'm connected to the source. So if Jesus says, hey, we're going to go over here. It's cool. I'm with you. I'm connected. You know what the Lord's showing? This is the best. Lord, show me this. When the Lord called us to move to Cincinnati, my, one of my best friends uh, texted me the other day and he said, I got to talk to you. I feel like the Lord, he lives in Texas right now. He said, I feel like the Lord's calling me back to Iowa to go start a church in Iowa in a city that I don't know one single soul. He said, yeah, I know what that's like. Give me a call. But when I remain in Christ and he goes, hey, 
we're going to go on a journey, Jeff, and we're going to go on this journey to Cincinnati, and I'm connected to him. We take this journey to Cincinnati, and then all of a sudden, what happens? Jesus goes to Cincinnati, and I'm connected to Jesus, and all of a sudden, Jesus takes me, and all of a sudden, Jesus takes me to this guy named Ryan. And I never knew Ryan. And I never knew the hurdles. And I never knew what a blessing they would be to me. But the reality is this, if I didn't remain in Christ and didn't go where he goes, I would have never met the hurdles. You know, Jesus goes, hey, um, go down. All of a sudden, I meet Corey and Brittany. been pretty great, hasn't it? I love Corey and Brittany. I love their family. I love their kids. I believe in them. Jesus believes in them. I never knew them. Jesus did. But because I'm connected to Jesus and where he goes, I go, right? And then all of a sudden, he takes me to people like Drew and Farah. Drew and Fair call me up and they'll say things like, hey, God told us in 2018 to make your life easier. We're here to support, we're here to help. And then all of a sudden I go, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that I'm connected to you. And where you go, I go. And all of a sudden, my connection to Jesus is a blessing to you, and your connection to Jesus is a blessing to me. Right? Because we're connected. And where He goes, you go. We gotta remain in Him, we gotta remain in this intimate place. Not a Sunday to Sunday thing. If you think that the life of God is from Sunday to Sunday, it's not. There is so much more. So much that God wants to share with you. Just like I read out of John chapter 16, the advocator, the Holy Spirit, he wants to lead you on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. God can speak to you on Wednesday. Hump day. <coughs> Got to remain in him. Because when I remain in Him, He takes His Spirit, Holy Spirit, spilling on the mic, I'm sorry, John. You know, He feeds the source, the source, the source has life because I'm connected to the source, now I'm gonna have life. And guess what? We're gonna produce fruit that remains. And every once in a while, God's gonna come around and he's gonna go, hey, um, 
we need to prune off some anger. We need to prune off some doubt. We need to prune off some fear. We need to prune off some jealousy. We need to prune off, uh, what else? Lack of faith. And when he comes with the pruning shear sometimes, we're like, God, no. They're super sharp. And sometimes it feels really painful. But God goes, I'm going to produce new fruit and more fruit. And that's what God wants to do in your soul this year. Why don't you stand up with me this morning? See, I think sometimes, though, we miss this because we're so wrapped up in religion. Listen, religion isn't going to change your life. Intimacy with God the Father, intimacy with the Holy Spirit is what's going to change your life. But sometimes we miss God because we go, well, Jesus always does things this way. You know what I've learned about God? He's forever changing. He's forever moving. He's forever doing things differently. And so if I'm not connected to him, I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss what he's doing. Or we have these perspectives like, you know, I, I like things this way, God. How many of you can testify to that? Yeah, yeah, okay. If you don't have your hand up, Jesus is checking your heart right now. You do. We all do. We all go, God, I want you to move this way. I like things this way. I want things done this way. Or we think, you know, I've been praying this way. I've been asking God this way. God, I want it to be done this way. Or God, I have these dreams, and if you don't, fulfill the dreams the way that I want you to fulfill the dreams and obviously it's not you and God just goes no just just stay with me just stay connected to me just stay connected to me and where I go I promise you it will be good my brother called me the other night he just moved to Corpus Christi he's never moved away from home he's a pastor he's going to be a campus pastor at this church and he called me the other night and I could hear the fear in his heart I could hear the fear in his voice he was in the moving truck he was on his way down and he said Jeff is it going to be good for my kids I said buddy God has things set up already for your children because God is moving to Corpus Christi and because you're connected to him there's life there's life. There's life for you and your kids and your wife and your future. I promise you, just stay connected. Ben, just stay connected. God's got a great plan. Why don't you close your eyes this morning? Just let the Holy Spirit speak to you for a second. What's some things that he goes, we can't cross into 2018 we can't take these things into 2018 we 
got to let him go. Let me prune him off. much blessing will come in your obedience in you remaining in me there will be so much blessing so much favor so much increase 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 